Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Recruitment Intelligence Podcast. Today, I am joined by Walter Spears, COO of Solutions Driven. How are you, Walter? Very well, thank you. How are you doing? I am very well, thank Good. you. Um, so, Walter, um, the reason that I thought that we would get you on the podcast today is um, Solutions Driven have just been nominated um, in a couple of um, I've been shortlisted, sorry, in a couple of categories for the Recruiter Awards, and one of those is um, Candidate Year. Um, so Solutions Driven is about you know what, 24 years old now, um, and you've been at the forefront of Candidate Year for that whole time. Do you want to tell me a little bit about how you came to found Solutions Driven and the <clears throat> principles behind it? Certainly. So I had not worked in the recruitment industry before I started up Solution Driven, but I was what I would call a victim of the, 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 the industry, because at that point in time, really it was a like throwing jelly at the wall. It was, um, you know, don't tell, don't give me the spec, just give me the job title and I'll send you 20 CVs. And I'm sure that one will fit. And that kind of attitude was so against the kind of process orientation and lean um, manufacturing that I'd been involved with for so many years. So I felt that, that um, I wanted to get an environment where, um, I, we could be trusted by our candidates and clients and that we really made life as easy as possible for them. And I think that candidate care was actually a key part of that because I, I never felt particularly well treated as a candidate in that environment. But yet in other sectors, it was very prevalent. So I wanted to make a difference in the recruitment sector. And I think that I think, I think we can see, as I say, 24 years on that you that you have done that. Um, why is it important um, for for you to practice candidate care? Why have you baked that into so much? So I, I, I think I think that I I talk about effect and effectiveness. Mm-hmm. We do very little in solution driven for effect. We do an awful lot for effectiveness. So yeah. so we I mean I as well as being an, uh, you know uh, the founder of solution driven, I have been a candidate. I have been a client. I've been all of those. And you can see the difference when you get into a restaurant and you're well treated against when you get into a restaurant and you're badly treated. And then, and when you get into the routine of doing it well, it's actually easier to provide good service and bad service. So I think we just started off with, look, we're going to treat candidates the way we would like to be treated. We're going to treat, treat the clients the way we like to be treated. And once you get that kind of ethos, you're not into how little can we do to to please the client is how much can we do to please the client, the candidate. And one of the things, just to mention, in our induction to this day, we do our chicken and egg uh, question. We say to you, starts, come on, what is the most important, the candidate, the client? And we have a, a long debate on that. And the answer is, it's very difficult to break it. But if I honestly, honestly had to be cut down the middle, I'd say candidate. Because if you treat candidates well and they do well, then clients come. Um, so I think that, that a, a good cl- candidate relationship is a cornerstone to our success. Absolutely, and it's probably part of the reason why so many candidates become clients because they, they get treated Absolutely. so well yep. through the yep. process. So talking about candidate care, you know, and, and and how important it is, but how exactly do we achieve good candidate care? What well, are the yep. steps? Yes, so I think it's about, I mean, I, I, it's about um, giving information, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about 
uh, giving regular information, so keeping the candidate updated, feeling that there is some momentum to their process, and um, also giving them advice, sometimes giving them advice they don't want. So actually, you know, putting a mirror up and saying, look, if I were evaluating you based on what you just said there, I'm not sure that I would be excited about hiring you. So if you really want this, you need to change it. And one of the things we can talk about later on as a cornerstone to our, our model is we prep candidates for candidate uh, for client interviews. And that, that requires sometimes a bit of realism. But I think at the end of the day, you do all the things that you feel is right for you to be trusted enough by the candidate that you can give them bad news as well as good news. Bad news like, I'm really sorry, but after this interview, I don't think you're quite right for this role. And I wouldn't like to put you forward for this reason. Now, to be able to do that, and, and, and my dad used to have a wonderful saying. He said that, um, that, um, that tact was about telling someone to go to hell and make them look forward to the journey. Now, we absolutely never tell candidates to go to hell, but you've got to be trusted enough that when you actually say you are not right for this role and this role is not right, right for you, that they feel good about that and they feel that you've added advice. Now, there's lots of other things we can talk about, Thomas, six Fs, et cetera, which give them more reason to trust us. But I think at the, the bottom line, build up trust with the candidate so that you can, um, by giving them lots of information about the the client, asking them and listening to what they say, giving them regular updates and being honest with them. I think those are the four kind of legs of that, that table. You mentioned there the six Fs. Um, uh -huh. And I remember when I started at Solutions Driven, getting getting the introduction and being pretty blown away by the six Fs. Because uh -huh. um, uh -huh. they're, they're, they're basically the, the tenets of candidate care. Can you quickly yeah. talk me through what yes, they are? Yes, and every time I do that, I can't remember the six, although I've been <laughs> partly creating them. But I think the, the idea of the six Fs is that too often um, you find that a candidate says, I'm interested in the role because I'm not happy where I am. And that is never good. You, you don't actually, I've only had one relationship in my life, so I thought about relationships uh, as if I've had many, but I wouldn't expect that you'd want to get in a relationship with somebody who had just come out and was, was just looking for any relationship to, to a new, you know, any port in a storm. So yeah. you, you really got to be careful with the candidates to make sure that the reason that they're interested is a strong, valid reason, and it'll last not only through the recruitment process, but the full year at least, because we offer a full year free replacement. And how you do that is by asking them questions that are sometimes challenging and disorientate them, but make me think, why am I interested in this role or am I? Because from my standpoint, I'd rather switch them off day one and they don't apply than, than that they, they think they're interested and then they don't go later on. So these six Fs are really to try and open up their mind to why would I want to leave at the moment? Now, if by going through that process, they decide to stay where they are, I'm delighted. And I've said that to candidates. And I've helped you realise you're happy where you are. It's not an issue because you probably wouldn't have stayed with my client if you'd have joined. So the, the six Fs are, are really to, to open up their minds. So it's things like fit. So that is, is, will this culture fit me? So you describe the culture, or more importantly, you start off with, what is a good culture for you? What is it that you want to see in the culture? The, 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 the next one is freedom. You, know, um, you, you want to have the, the, the autonomy to do things while well, the support from that. 
you know, th things like um, fortune is how important it is and money is important to everyone. But are you looking for you know a big increase? Are you looking for security? The next one is future, and that is the the kind of long term, right? Um, and the the, the no one in this family. And family doesn't mean I have a family at home. It really just means that kind of work-life balance, right? And that, and then the last one used to be called fun, and it is fulfillment. Fulfillment, yeah. and that really means um, how important is it that, as well as getting money, as well as fitting in there, I feel a sense of achievement. And by opening up those, and what what we don't do is we don't say. Here's an opportunity. Let's tell you the six Fs of that opportunity, right? We listen first of all. You know, if you were going to be leaving your current role, you know, um, what would be the reason you would leave? And here are six potential reasons we can talk about. And the client starts to trust you because you're not trying to put a square egg egg in a round hole. That actually leads me quite nicely into my next question because that was going to be, you know, how does the way we treat candidates affect our clients' um, business brand and their employer brand. Right. So I, 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 I'm a physicist. I always like to have data with these things. And uh -huh. this is something I don't have data on. But I believe that the better you treat a candidate, uh, the, the more information you give them, the more they want to know about a client. And then when they go into that interview, they go in really knowledgeable about the kind of client and the role and quite motivated. So I think that if a candidate goes in knowing a lot about the, the, the if a candidate goes in knowing a lot about a client and they're motivated by the role, they are going to um, give a very good impression of themselves. And if the client candidate interview goes well, that candidate goes out and says, look, I didn't get that job with client X, but what a wonderful experience. And and uh, and then the client benefits, the candidate benefits, and de facto solution-driven benefit. And as well, if they don't have a good experience, they're going to go and tell Absolutely. other people in their industry. Yep. They're going to go and put, put it on glass door, uh -huh. for example. Yep. So it's, and, it's and, and really, I, I knock on that, and I talked about this mirror, about having the confidence and also the respect to be able to give not so good news and it's not it's very uncommon but I've done it talking to um, senior clients and saying look just to be absolutely clear based on that candidate's feedback from the interview you know that candidate is not inter interested in joining you and worse than that there's a risk of going to go out in a very tight market and say that you need to prepare your interviewers to sell the, the, the organisation as well as well as interview the candidate. Now, we're, our clients are getting more sophisticated, but now and again, you need to be represent the candidate and give the client a, a, a message as well. Um, I, I read online that 71% of candidates research a company before, yep. they, uh -huh. before they go and apply. I actually thought it would be more than that, uh -huh. but um, how, how, how do they make sure, how do companies make sure that their good candidate experience translates into their online presence. So uh, how, how, how do they make sure that when people are, are researching them, they, they know what, what their company's all about? And that, that in itself is probably the most difficult question you've asked. And the reason I'd say that is that most people, when they write, when they create a website, they think of their customer as the person that pays the bill, right? Yeah. So, so if it's a drinks company, it tends to be the consumer. And very few companies, um, one, have a, a, a brand 
that extends into the, the, the prospective candidates. They might now and again have a page, but all they do is they put a page in there and say, here are our jobs. And there's a phenomenal opportunity for people to say, here's our glass door. So I almost put a direct link to the glass door. I think when a, a company, and there's a few of our clients have done that, that is wonderful because that's saying, what's and all, go see about us. You know, here are some videos about uh, from, from our employees. And I think that LinkedIn is starting to help that a bit more because LinkedIn's almost a, another opportunity. But I think most clients would say we haven't invested as much time as we could do. Now, we have in the past helped clients create um, um, web pages for candidates, you know, done candidate videos, etc. And that absolutely increases uh, the interest of candidates. And I, I, I remember um, I'm working on a couple of those in the past. And some, some businesses just don't realise that they do need to have a, an online employer's presence. And not but you, do you know they really, and, and again, going back to the point, I said, why are we good at candidate experience and we are good at it? Because we have been candidates, we think like candidates. Yeah. How many hiring managers have never been candidates? They all have, and yet they put this hat on called interviewer and they think they need to behave differently. And I think that's uh, the education we all need to have, that think about what, what you were like when you were a, a candidate and treat the candidate accordingly. Yeah, we held a, I don't, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to, 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 to look back on it yet, but we held a HRT forum. It's like a, pri a private closed group with some Fantastic. HRT leaders yeah. um, earlier on this week. And yeah. do you know what? So much of the discussion was about engaging candidates, uh -huh. giving Absolutely. candidates a good experience because Candidates just just don't don't settle for a bad uh -huh. experience anymore. Absolutely. Their demands That's are so much more. Yeah, and it is. It's a right now. It's a candidates' market, so it's good because I think that it, it keeps the agencies uh, or the, the recruitment businesses and and uh, the clients on their toes. Yeah, keeps keeps. And again, sure. the important thing, and I said it a couple of times. You know, it's not just about getting an offer. I mean, it's a, it's about the person starting. And it's also about the person staying. So one of the things I remember when I started Solution Driven 24 years ago, um, and I was a one-man band, my accountant um, after the first year said, you've made a profit, well done. But do you realise you spent a lot of money on phone calls and flowers? And I said, yeah, but we send flowers to every client, the candidate who is placed. Yeah. I said, so that's a good measure. Um, and he didn't get it. And the next year he mentioned exactly the same. You made even more profit. You're spending even more money on flowers. And I said, look, you don't get it. I hate to say it, but I need to move accounting. Because if we are spending <laughs> money on flowers, it means that we've got about happy, happy candidates. And uh, a bit, the best measure of success is, uh, I think, and Gavin's got the stats, but I think it's something like 40% of our hires um, um, are, are, are given promotion within two years of, of joining the company. That's phenomenal. You know, and, and the fact yeah. that we can offer 12-month free replacement um, tells you that we our candidates stay. And the reason they stay is, yeah, our, our selection techniques are good, our, our clients are, um, are, are really good at selling it. But I think the other thing is that we, we form a relationship with a candidate that we can have that honest dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you said before that this is you know, it's a candidate-driven market, but if you open LinkedIn or a newspaper or anything just now, it's all about layoffs, particularly in tech. Do mm -hmm. you, so two parts to this question. 
do you think that it's going to become more of a company driven market and if it and second part is if it does become more company driven less candidate focused how does that change the importance of treating a candidate well uh, see so um I'll, I'll answer the last part first right so okay. you're in a relationship you don't think if, if i've not get money um, or if I'm unwell, I treat, I treat my partner differently. You yeah. treat candidates well because you want to be a person or an agency or a recruitment company that is known for treating candidates well. So whether there's fewer candidates or more candidates, decent companies treat them as entrusted individuals. And absolutely, the dynamics of supply, demand change all the time. The, the, the way you engage changes. But the way you treat candidates and clients have got to be absolutely consistent so that people know if they if they come to Solution Driven, they can guarantee a good experience. Now, going back to the point you made there, I think that the, the difficulty now in assessing that is that there are so many things going around the world in terms of, of you know, the, the politics, the wars, the the the, the, um, the the diseases, etc., that there are going to be supply demand changes all the time. But there will always be sectors and companies that that uh, their, their, their jobs are in high demand, and there will always be candidates that are in high demand. My view is, if you fall into a trap of trying to treat these people better because they've got greater demand, then you've lost the folks. You treat you treat the candidates that are in high supply. Exactly the same because one of these days they 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 uh, you could uh, give them find them a job. So can can maybe one other thing to say? And I think this yeah. is important because I I am um, a lot of people have said you Walter are solution driven. You've got a, a unique approach to candidate care, and I would like to think yeah that's good. Thank you for that compliment. But one of the other reasons for it is that we are an exclusive agency that takes roles from clients and then finds candidates. So we don't have an influx of candidates coming to us saying, you know, give us a job, find us a job. If, and that's what happens in a lot of non-exclusive agencies. I, that's the reason we've never gone non-exclusive because you cannot have the same level of candidate care when you've got candidates coming in for roles that you don't have. We're in a fortunate position, we find a role, we know the candidates we're looking for, and then we go after them and treat them well. Um, um, so it's a, it's easier for us to do it, but um, that's part of the reason we've got that business model. Candidates are, are very much a person here, rather Absolutely. than just like a number. Without a doubt. Yeah. I recognise candidates' mm -hmm. names sometimes because mm -hmm. I, I remember hearing their interviews while they were yep. in the recruitment process, yep. and then I see their see their testimonials come through and then they become a client they're a hiring manager That's at right. the company and it's and it is it is amazing how you build those relationships yeah very much yeah. um well walter that is that is everything for me today yeah. um thank you so much for coming on the podcast no problem. It's, been, it's been fantastic i don't know if you've got anything you want to add or if I, you're okay i'll maybe it. add a couple of other things if you don't mind so Oops. i think um one of the things that we do very well is we prep candidates for interviews now mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we give them the answers to, to their exam questions or anything like that but we we, t we give them an idea of of um, who who's going to be interviewing them we share LinkedIn profiles give them some anecdotes about the candidate really to make them feel when they go in there that they don't need to be overly worried we'll give them an idea of the interview style we'll give them an idea of the fact that um, that the can the client will sell the company to them 
but their primary objective is not to ask lots of questions, it's to sell themselves. And we give them some advice on, um, you know, based on our interview of you, this particular area, you didn't articulate it well. So um, you, you, maybe you can brush up on that. And the candidates love that because it, it makes them feel that you're on their side. And, 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 and then equally, um, from the client's point of view, um, right after it, you go back to the client and say, how did that go? You know, we'll make sure we feed that back to the candidate. And it's just about treating people you know, as you want to be treated yourself. And then finally, Thomas International, we do a lot around psychometrics uh, aptitude testing. And one of the things that we do, and again, strongly believe in it, if we ever ask a candidate to a test, we will make sure that we spend half an hour, 45 minutes going through the results of that, rather than them thinking, oh, I did this test, I didn't get the job, so I must have failed the test. So it's a bit like somebody does a medical and they don't hear an answer, they immediately think must be something wrong with it. So it's really all that we do is around closing the loop and being honest and, and, and uh, transparent and trusted by the, the candidate. Sorry about that, it's my last bit. No, perfect. All right, um, no that bother. Was great. Thank all you right. so much. Okay, um, have a all the best. Day. See you Speak just you now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.